0: You are listening to j Journey, the inaugural podcast of the j Network. For more information about other j Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Time to make a Just relax, take it easy. Since the shaving of Matis beard, beard the so- social media world that's has not been nearly as crazy has or as as has not had quite a Jewish experience since last Tuesday when uh, when everyone was abuzz with the announcement of Dr. John Reschieh uh, at his retirement from UJA Federation of New York where he has served as Executive Vice President and CEO for the past uh, 14 years. Correct. And I thought it would be interesting to talk to you a little bit about your experience, your decision, some of your thoughts, and you were kind enough to say yes, so thanks for taking the time. Always good to be with you. <laughs> It, it sounds very formal when he says it that way. When he also knows that he changed my diaper as a child, uh, so for full disclosure, that is that is the relationship here. Um, first of all, I want to say congratulations. Um, it's an exciting moment. Uh, transitions are ch- are challenging and weird and hard, but also really exciting. So, Mazel Tov for thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why did you decide? Why did you? Why was this the time that you decided that 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 it, that it was right to move on or to move forward?
1: Well. Um, when I took the position in 1999, I said, and particularly maybe by the second or third year, if it worked out, I would continue until I was about 65. That would have been about 11, 12 years. I thought that was the right amount. I've been working since I was full-time since for a long time, and I thought that felt right. As we got, so that all my understandings were to age 65, which um, actually uh, was some years back. As we approached 65, It was post-08. The world was a little uncertain. They wanted to extend, leadership wanted to extend me for another two, three years. It turned out three years. I said, okay, I would do three years, but this will be the final. In other words, I'll be, when we conclude June 14, I'll be on the doorstep of turning 68. And my own view is actually, it feels right for me. I've been in this position almost 15 years. feels right for UJ Federation, feels right for the community. So it wasn't like this was a sudden decision. Actually, this was actually quite planned uh, for the last three years. And it feels certainly right. Some people have been asking me, how do you feel? And as you know, Daron, um, when someone gets pregnant, you say, Bishatova, may it be in good time. This feels like actually the right time for me, for the community, for UJ Federation. Um, it will have been about 15 years. Let's provide some next group to be able to take it to the next step. For all the reasons, so that, there you have it.
0: Right. I think. I think. As as I, I happen to know that this is very well planned, and for many years I've had people ask to me, "Oh, you know, is your father going to retire? Is your father retiring?" And and as we have in our in our somehow, someone jokingly in our family, a OTR and off the record, it's always been, who knows? He's enjoying the work. It's very hard. He works too well, hard. I did
1: work. Did love the work. The work is great. Right.
0: And you continue to love the work.
1: I the work is great. The work has been a privilege to do this work.
0: What do you feel your greatest accomplishments have been in this job?
1: That's, uh, you know, in the note I sent out, I I did cite three. One was at a time when some federations were running away from the notion of federated giving. um, We stood behind it, reaffirmed it. We argued it has critical value. And um, we were able to both stand for that and grow the campaign. And I think in that process re-communicate to people what we stand for. So that's number one. Second is how we use the money, which I think the funds raised, which really reflected long-term views about where we are in Jewish history, what's needed. So yes, that meant strengthen our network of agencies, domestic and overseas, but it meant establish new relationship with synagogues, which was really, for this federation, many path-breaking. And we have more to do, but as we've developed, uh, recognizing that in this era, the synagogue is a critical institution (coughs) That had really been not part of the federated work, and I think we've not only done multiple things, we have a whole department now that works on that issue itself. But whether it be uh, Partners in Care, where we we now have 180 synagogues with social workers from our human service agencies. So in our effort to both strengthen synagogues and centers and Hillel's, We've stretched the human service agencies, we've reweaved the human service agencies back to what I call the gateway institutions, to give you an example. So it's both that, creating a Jewish hospice system in New York, um, being a critical force for the renewal of Jewish life in the former Soviet Union, by the way, and in Israel, which is really now exploding on the main stage of uh, Israel's political life. Um, but in addition, how we responded to crisis, um, I, when I took this job in 99, I erroneously thought we were entering a period of post Israel at risk, got that one wrong. And so, in fact, we've had Intifada and Intifada II and the war in the north and cast led. So, I think Federation, we've been able to mobilize resources there, or Hurricane Sandy, or the '08 economic crisis by creating connect to care in that sense, seven multi service centers bringing together family service, vocational training, pro bono legal, emergency loans in partnership with synagogues, these responses were designed to respond to the issue at hand, but they also had the impact or effect of demonstrating the unique role of federations. I mean, The number of people who said post our response to Hurricane Sandy, who but a federation could have done that? The number of people who have said post the 08 economic collapse and how we responded, who but a federation could do that? So. The combination of this, how we used it, and as I wrote there, third, that we've also worked on, focused on the interculture of the Federation itself. So I think those are three uh, of the areas that I'm, uh, I'm proud of. I'm proud. Someone said to me today, he said, they said, he, you helped reestablish the Federation, at least in New York. And New York is a very crowded place. There are a lot of Jewish leaders, there are a lot of Jewish organizations as one of the real leaders there. It wasn't just taking care of it wasn't just service, but the Federation became a, one of the institutional leaders of the Jewish community, and I think that was also an accomplishment here.
0: And on the flip side, what have you felt has been kind of the most challenging piece of this position?
1: Look, we are in a very complicated time. I mean, um, we live at a time where there's both renewal in Jewish life, and certainly living in Manhattan, as we do, we can see it from our windows, but there's renewal, but there's also erosion in Jewish life. Two, um, we're in a flat world, and to the extent to which federations are aggregators, both of funding and information, etc., uh, people, as you know, can go direct, uh, period. Three, there's ambivalence about all large institutions, governments, corporations, universities. There's four, we're in a period, isn't the changing place of Israel? Thirty years ago, Israel was broadly unifying, now it's a much more complicated entity, which also produces a problem. Um, And five, which I would say, we're in a period of unbridled individualism, including in philanthropy. So everybody wants to do their own thing, and as I wrote in the note, we stood behind the notion of communal planning, the wisdom of crowds. Well that is actually against the grain of contemporary culture. We're We're in a culture where everybody wants to do their own thing, can do their own thing, and need not be involved with others. So the very fact that we've been able to actually grow our institution, uh, both financially and in other ways, at a time, is very much against the grain, many of the tendencies in contemporary culture.
0: So that was, that was the next question I wanted to ask, is, is, is what you think has changed in the landscape of philanthropy, both when it comes to kind of the more uh, direct giving pieces or the... The social, the philanthropic entrepreneurship, the, the very deep connection that people take on when they give, the generational differences. How do you, what do you see there in terms of?
1: Well, I think that now, um, you know, I said, I gave an important talk actually before this job in 1995. It was the Solander Lecture, where I argued against this, what I referred to as boutique philanthropy, everybody doing them, so their own thing. I said it wasn't either or. People should support their own synagogue, support their own day school, support startups. Uh, a, member here, here. Of our, <laughs> a member of our family. Two, both, of, both you are doing a startup here uh, in social media. Uh, your sister, my daughter, is doing a startup. I love when people say, this is where Jewish life is at, and this is what it can become. As you know, I'm an old Chavara Jew. The chavurah movement was about that. Cage was about that. Breira was about that. This is where we are. This is what we think is needed. So I love that. But if we only do that, then what's happening in huge areas of Jewish life, what's happening today feeding 100,000 elderly Jews in Russia, what's happening in Brooklyn and Queens with the elderly, with the homeless, what's happening with making certain that kids in Russia can go to summer camp, completing the rest, that's not going to be taking place. So we have to do both. So that has obviously changed. I think we've been through, during this period, a period in which... Individual philanthropy, startups, and foundations were kind of glorified. And by the way, Birthright, which was, is a huge... I'm a, we're a raving fan of Birthright. At a time of flat money, Birthright's now getting $1.5 million directly from us, another million through the Jewish Agency. That's $2.5 million at a time when very few institutions have gained uh, significant additional funding. So we're a fan of Birthright here in New York. But the truth is, the achievement of birthright has tended to, sev- to tell everybody we want to create the next birthright. They aren't so easy; to cre- it's not so easy to create it. And in fact, so everybody, there was a great period in which you had cliches like only innovation can take place outside the institutions. Mm-hmm. Let me simply say I think that's BS. Innovation can take place in institutions. Innovation can take place out. Outside stuff can be folly. Inside can be stagnant. And um, when I was at the 92nd Street Y, that institution was ready to change. I think we exploded on many fronts, both in Jewish education, general education, and the arts. There are many. There are institutions that are standing still. Similarly, many of the startups we've seen, funded by foundations and others, have gone kapuf, Either because they didn't work. kapoof is a word. Very. Important. Well,
0: like kaput, but you know.
1: <laughs> but. It, Minsk. So I think there's been a. There was a period, particularly I would say from. I'm guessing this now. It would be interesting to look back. 98, 99 to 25, which kind of glorified outside the institutions. I think there's a rebalance in taking place because actually the birthrights of the world no, they need federations to sustain them long term. Many of the startups have been very disappointing mm-hmm. that I think there's a growing recognition you need institutions in Jewish life to sustain it both in New York and America and globally. So I think that's been a context in terms of philanthropy which has been challenging to us. It's part of the unbridled individualism. Look, we live in a time where we've seen huge, vast wealth, basically made, not by huge institutions. When I was growing up, long before you, US Steel. These were massive institutions. We're now in an era where people make fortunes at the end of their, at their desk with a desktop, mm-hmm. with a, um, a mouse. A mouse. It's a different... So that has had to lead... We don't need other people. I can just do it myself. So, first of all, that's been a context. But more important about doing it yourself, from my perspective, is that the core, the challenge for Jewish life is creating community. And you can't do community by yourself. Ultimately, you need people to do that. We daven in a minion. That isn't just by chance. On Rosh, Hash- on Rosh Hashanah, we say, Achit We sinned, not I sinned. On Pesach, we, seen, we say, Avadim ha-yinu, We were slaves, etc. We are a collectivist group that understands that life lived in community is quite different and is quite sacred and special. You can't do that on your own. So we've got a period of un- unbridled individualism in the culture, of which we're all a part as well, and we're actually... Heirs of a collectivist tradition, in
0: part. So I had asked initially what you found as the greatest challenge, and I think you talked institutionally. I wonder if you could talk a little bit personally in terms of what has been complicated or difficult. In I mean, it's not a question of whether you've loved your work, but what have you found most challenging in it, personally?
1: That's an interesting question. Um, the tr- You know, many people um, came to me throughout these 15 years as CEO, my 20 years at UJ Federation, and said, I can't believe you do this work. I mean, like, ugh. Ah. And I always say to them, it's harder in your head than it is for me to do it. And, you know, I always cite at that point of, you need to find water where you can swim professionally with ease. And I think for me, UJ Federation and other work in the community has been that. What has been the most challenging? I actually think the most challenging is personnel management. Um, I think, you know, G- uh, Jim Collins writes about getting the right people on your bus. I think recruitment is a really recruiting, um, particularly if they're not in the institution. Uh, assessing what does the job need, what does the person have the skills and experience, and can they work in the institutional culture. And nevertheless, a place like Federation is a very complicated, there's a lot of history. It's not, Federation's a big place, and it's relationship to a hundred agencies, so that is a world to learn. I'm not saying it's the most complicated institution in the world, but I find the personnel management piece of assessing talent and uh, effectiveness in potential positions, recruiting, retaining, giving really finding the way uh, to help people grow and continue to do that. We've put a lot of time and effort into that at Federation, but I would say to you that piece Um, By the way, on both the lay and professional side. Mm -hmm. So the lay professional human piece of this, I think, um, was more difficult for me than either asking people for money, which was the surprise of all times. I, of course, don't think it's... I'm asking people for money. I think I'm enabling people to do mitzvot. And uh, I actually believe, which is... The only
0: question is how big of a mitzvot they want to do. Well,
1: some people, (laughs) you know, I don't really... They say, how do you spend so much time fundraising? I say, I don't really fundraise." fundraise. I'm helping people do mitzvot, and I'm helping to connect them with meaning. Now, that may be delusional. Um, so I think, I think the personnel management piece, I would add only one other. I think the divisiveness on the subject of Israel and the difficulty people have hearing views that are different than their own. Um, first of all, I think it's, very, it's not great for the North American Jewish community. I think we'd be far stronger if we found a way, and I think we're beginning to make progress on that, to have a greater latitude to your multiple views on what it means to secure Israel's future, so that too was a, I think at times a very complicated water to navigate in the community.
0: In terms of uh, the 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 change that you've witnessed in twenty years of federation, right. what do you think the next person needs? What, what 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 do you have any sense of kind of the places where you would have been better off? with a different set of skills or, or, or you see the landscape today needing something different?
1: I think the world is changing in techno- technology so fast. Mm-hmm. And while actually UJ Federation, I think we're doing uh, pretty well in this compared to other federations and either others. I, don't, I can cite the reasons. I don't think we're exactly the advance guard. And I think it wouldn't be bad to have a CEO that instead of plugging in, is plugged in, Mm -hmm. functions in this world, is of this world. In other words, with a little help from family and others, uh, I can be told what's going on out there and try to access it and understand it, but it's not fundamentally my world. Not your DNA. And that is, so that's something. But I don't think that's um, my take, and it may be wrong, is that the fundamental challenges facing Jewish life have not fundamentally changed in these 20 years. So a CEO needs to be able to be someone who can communicate effectively orally and in writing a vision of where the Federation is at, where Jewish life is at, and what is needed. Needs to be able to communicate that in large groups and one-on-one. Needs to be able to inspire individuals and both professionals and the community and donors as well. Needs to be able to have a strategic head of thinking about what are the critical next strategic purchases to get to. Um... You know, you can... No one has everything. No one has it all. And um, uh, so I don't... You know, beyond the technology front, um, I think the next person will bring his her journey to this.
0: So there's, there's, there's an old and maybe apocryphal story that, that every four years or every time a chief of staff of the, of the White House leaves their position, whether it's to, to somebody within their party or without... They write a letter and they put it in the in the top drawer for their for their successor. And we don't want to talk about who your successor is. I know no, there'll be a know. long search exactly. But what would you write in that letter to that top drawer letter?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is wish you every success. I hope the job is personally and professionally satisfying and personally satisfying. I'm here to help in any way you'd like, including getting out of the way or in any way you'd like, period. I mean, in a certain way. You know, I hope this works for you, um, and period. I mean, I'm not sure what else to say, depending on who. You know, if the person is not from New York, so that's one thing. If they're from New York, something else. So, you know, depending on who they are, what their journey has been, you know. Um, so I think it's a little early, but those sentiments about wishing them good luck, hoping it's satisfying for them, and being prepared to help, I'm certainly there to help. I believe federations are very important today and will be in the future. Um, you know, some talk about federations um, not being maybe as strong as they were forty years ago. Well, the truth was, Israel was at risk then. The UJ federation and the UJA system was the only channel to express the resolve of the North American community. The world has changed a bit. Having said that, the, the federations will remain a very strong entity. Their net, the, uh, the endowments of the federations and the aggregate are $15 billion. That's going to be a force in Jewish life long into the future, and therefore how we can help them respond to the challenges and changes, continue to demonstrate their effectiveness, it's a shared, uh, a shared challenge.
0: And what's next for you? I mean, aside from being supportive when you can be to the next person, what, what do you see as, the next, as, your, as your next years?
1: Well, first of all, as, um, we've got 14 more months yes. of working very hard at Federation day in and day out, and that continues, and um, to make certain that the handoff is as smooth, effective, and as strong as it will be. So I'm gonna, that's my first challenge. But I am beginning to think, but let those thoughts circulate. Um, I hope to... uh, um, I will still have a consulting relationship to the Federation to help in any way they want. There are some teaching opportunities. There are two opportunities in areas in particular. One is the broad area of Israel education. And as you know, I've been talking for some years about the challenge that the conflation of Israel Israel education and Israel advocacy, I think, has been... um, has not as well prepared American jury to deal with Israel. So the issue of Israel education is a subject that really interests me. I have an opportunity, or at least I did. We'll see if we do in the future you know, at that point, to teach. That would require developing the curriculum on what's such a course. So that's a very interesting to me, a big time. I'm also very interested in so that's one subject I want to I'm into. The second one is community itself, which I spoke about earlier. I'm very interested in culling what we've learned, both at New York UJ Federation, but elsewhere, about how external entities like federations, denominations, foundations, federations, I said that once.
0: Denominations?
1: Denominations, Uh national agencies, can become resources for the building of community. Community is very local. These entities are external. What can we do? What, what, what have we learned about what it means to have a strength? And, you know, I've written about, talked about inspired community, caring community. I think that's the key challenge opportunity. But as an outside, what can we learn from the experience of the last two decades to help the next? So I'm interested in that. But let me also say, I'm interested also, maybe, I don't know if that'll be short term or really the next chapter the whole way. You know, these are heavy loads, these jobs. You're supervising 450, 500 people, You're respons- you respons—you have huge responsibilities. I'm interested in taking a deep breath. I'm interested in taking a course. I'm low bar. One, I hope two years from now I'm taking one course. I don't know if it's Tanakh at JTS, or Verdi at Juilliard, or Shakespeare at Columbia. One course. I hope one or two days a week I'm picking up a grandchild from school. Uh, our grandchildren, maybe your kids. Um, uh, or taking or, them to, or a, a random
0: grandchild, or, ta- who, uh,
1: or taking them to a class, uh-huh. um, and in addition, I think there are going to be many opportunities that come my way. In and so, to, I hope the downside would be if actually four years from now, I'm still getting up at seven in the morning, I'm still going to 59th Street now in a different office upstairs, and while I'm doing different things, I haven't actually seized the opportunity. I'm very aware, as you know, I lost my. Father, when I was fifty-two, I lost my first wife when I was fifty-two, and life you, is.
0: You did not lose your father when you were fifty-two. You were Oh, he, your was 52. When he was fifty-two.
1: was So life, I'm very aware that at any one moment the whole thing can change. I'm had good health up till now. Um, I want to be able to I hope to take it both do good work, do some things I care about, um, and uh, try to create forge another chapter.
0: Maybe we'll also find you at City Field from time to time. I hope so too, John. On a personal level, you have been a mentor to me uh, from day one, from truly from day one. Um, to watch you do this and and create something wonderful for the Jewish community, um, you know, people say I I, I both joke and am truthful it's in you. True. While you never pushed us to get into this world Just of, of good works. Uh, you led by example. You continue to lead by example. I don't think it is completely un- it's out of left field that Ilana is beginning the Shepherd School, that I have been in the Jewish community work and creating this. Um, and I thank you for that. I thank you on behalf of the Jewish community, the entire Jewish entire community, uh, for the work you've done. And uh, I look forward, and for, for my sons, I say thank They look forward to being picked up. Um, and thank you for all the work and thank you for sitting down. With me.
1: Great. Good fun to do it.